0: I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject Yeshua from Genesis to Revelation. This is part six of the series in order to understand the process in the kingdom of God by which we hear and receive the Torah or the word of God, Yeshua gave us a parable regarding it in Mark in chapter four. And we're going to see how this parallels with the children of Israel coming out of Egypt and receiving the Torah at Mount Sinai. Mark in chapter four and verse three says, hearken, behold. There went out a sower to sow. Verse 4. And it came to pass as he sowed, some fell by the wayside and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. Verse 5. And some fell on stony ground. Well, is Yeshua really teaching about ground? He's really teaching about how his Torah or his word is received by people in their hearts. So this is referring not to ground itself, but it's meant to teach teach you about stony hearts and we begin to see a picture of what is a stony heart in mark chapter four verse six it says a stony heart has no roots and so it withers away continuing on in mark chapter four verse 14 where yeshua explains the parable he says that the sower sows the word or the torah of god verse 15 these are they by the wayside where the word was sown when they have heard, Satan comes immediately to take away the word that is sown in their hearts. This is an eternal principle of the kingdom of God that the Bible says in Romans in chapter 10 in verse 17 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In order for us to build up our faith, we need to hear the word of God, believe the word of God, and allow. Allow it to be settled in our hearts. But when we hear and receive the word of God, we're told that Satan will come to seek to take away the word that was sown in our hearts. How does he come to take away the seed that is sown in our hearts? There'll be circumstances in our lives that will challenge the promise or the word of God that we receive into our hearts because it is a test to see what our hearts are made of. Mark chapter 4 verse 16 it says, these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground or stony hearts. So he's going to explain the characteristic of a stony heart. In verse 16 it says, who when they have heard the word, they immediately receive it with gladness. So a stony heart will receive the Torah or the word of God with gladness, but verse 17, they don't have, roots in themselves so they only endure for a time and they endure until affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake or to test the word that is in their heart and because the affliction or the persecution which is circumstances in their lives that challenge the word of God in your logical mind trying to convince you that the word of God or the promise of God is not true that those with stony heart they become offended let's see how the principle of a stony heart applied to the children of israel a stony heart will receive the word with gladness did the children of israel receive the word with gladness exodus chapter 19 verse 8 the answer is yes where it says and all the people answered together and said all that the lord has spoken we will do in the hebrew it says we agree to do before we have even heard well If you are so eager to love the God of Israel and to be obedient to him that you're willing to do whatever he wants you to do before he fully explains what he wants you to do, that is a good heart. That is a good heart attitude. However, in the wilderness, affliction arose to test the word that was received in the heart of the children of Israel. Numbers in chapter 14 and verse 2, we see how the children of Israel responded by being offended by their circumstances as it is written. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And this is how the people responded after the ten spies came back with an evil report saying that they are not going to be able to take the land because of the giants in the land, even though they reported that it is a good land. Verse 2 goes on to say, Would God God that we had died in the land of Egypt or would God that we had died in this wilderness? So a heart that is offended by the word, they will want to go back to Egypt. The problem with the stony heart is that a stony heart can overcome the flesh and the sin nature and natural eyesight. So the God of Israel wants to take away that stony heart. He wants to put his spirit within us and give us a new heart, a heart of flesh. And this heart of flesh not only loves the Torah, but the Torah is written on your heart. He gives us spiritual eyes to see. He gives us faith to believe his promises. And in doing so, we can bear fruit in our lives and fruit for his kingdom. Let's look at the renewed covenant. Ezekiel in chapter 36 and verse twenty. 26 it says a new heart will I give you a new spirit will I put within you I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh I want you to notice what the purpose of the indwelling Holy Spirit is why he puts his Holy Spirit in our heart Ezekiel 36 verse 27 it says I will put my spirit within you and what's the purpose of putting his spirit within us to cause you to walk in my steps and to keep my judgments and do them. The purpose of the indwelling Holy Spirit is to cause us to follow and observe the commandments of the God of Israel or to keep his Torah or to follow his word. In John chapter 16 and verse 13, the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Truth as it is written. When he, the Spirit of Truth, or the Holy Spirit is come, he will guide you in In all truth. The Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Truth. And he's going to guide us or lead us in all truth. But what is truth? Psalm 119 and verse 142 says, Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness and your Torah is the truth. Psalm 119 verse 151. All your commandments are truth. John in chapter Chapter 8 and verse 31 and 32. This is what Yeshua said to those who believe on Him and seek to follow Him. He said, If you continue in My Word, then you will be My disciples indeed, and you will know the truth. The truth is His Word, the truth is His Torah. You will know the truth or the Torah or the Word, and that truth will make you free. Yeshua prayed in John chapter 17 in verse 17. Sanctify them through the truth. Your word is truth. What then is the role of the Holy Spirit in the Renewed Covenant? Well, it's to give us the power to overcome the sin nature of the flesh or the Jewish people refer to the sin nature as the evil inclination. Romans chapter 8 and verse 2. The Holy Spirit gives us the ability to yield spiritual fruit in our lives. Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 through 25 tells us what the fruit of the Spirit is. And then the Holy Spirit will teach us how to love Yeshua follow his Torah and keep his commandments. John chapter 14 in verse 15. Now let's look in greater detail of the difference between Mount Sinai, that is the Torah written upon a stony heart, and Mount Zion, that is the Torah written upon a heart of flesh. Mount Sinai is the Torah written on tablets of stone, which prophetically foreshadows the Torah written on stony hearts. Exodus in chapter 24 in verse 12 it is written and the Lord said to Moses come up to me into the mount and be there and I will give you tables of stone in the Torah and commandments which I have written that you may teach them Mount Zion is the Torah written on hearts of flesh Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 26 a new heart will I give you a new spirit will I put within you I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh. Mount Sinai is the Torah written by the finger of God. Exodus in chapter 31 and verse 18. And he gave unto Moses when he had made an end of communing with him upon Mount Sinai. Two tables of testimony, tables of stone written with the finger of God. Mount Zion is the Torah written by the Spirit Of God. Second Corinthians in chapter three and verse. Three states the following. For as much as you are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Messiah, ministered by us, written not with ink or with the finger of God, but with the Spirit of the living God, that is the Ruach HaKodesh, or the Holy Spirit, not in tables of stone, which is what happened at Mount Sinai, but in fleshly tables of the heart. Mount Sinai is associated with The letter of the law and in building the golden calf and breaking the covenant in Exodus in chapter 32, we see that 3000 are slain. Exodus chapter 32 and verse 28. And the children of Levi did according to the word of Moses and there fell of the people that day about 3000 men. Mount Sinai is the spirit of the law. It is salvation, redemption or restoration. We see on the day. Day of Pentecost or the day of Shavuot in Acts in chapter 2 and verse 1 that as a result of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit Acts chapter 2 and verse 41 we are told that then they that gladly received the word were immersed in the same day there was added unto them about 3,000 souls Mount Sinai is the letter of the law Deuteronomy in chapter 27 in verse 26 it is written cursed be he that confirms not all the words of the Torah to do them and all the people shall say amen you see the curse is for disobedience Mount Zion is the spirit of the Torah and as we read in 2nd Corinthians in chapter 3 and verse 6 we're going to see that the letter of the law kills but the spirit of the law gives life 2nd Corinthians in chapter 3 in verse 6. But the latter kills, but the spirit gives life. Mount Sinai is associated with the earthly Jerusalem or the flesh, the stony heart, and the flesh is associated with Hagar and Ishmael. And this is the analogy that Paul makes in Galatians, in chapter four, in verse twenty-five, where he says, "For this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia, and the answers to." To the Jerusalem which now is. Mount Zion is the heavenly Jerusalem. It is after the spirit not after the flesh. Hebrews in chapter 12 in verse 18 it is written, but you are not come under the mount that might be touched and that was burned with fire, nor under the blackness and darkness and tempest. That is referring to Mount Sinai. But Hebrews chapter 12 verse 22, you've come unto Mount Zion. Now, because traditional Christianity has not understood the difference between Mount Sinai and Mount Zion, that Mount Sinai is associated with the Torah written upon a stony heart, but Mount Zion is the Torah written upon a heart of flesh, we have interpreted Hebrews chapter 12, verse 18, which says, you've not come unto the mount that might be touched, that somehow he's doing away with the Torah. He's not doing away with the Torah. He He wants to do away with the stony heart and he wants to replace that stony heart with the heart of flesh, which he does by giving us his Holy Spirit so that he can write the Torah upon our heart. Therefore, we have the personal individual application of coming out of Egypt and then coming to Jerusalem or Mount Zion. That is accomplished by doing away with the stony heart and giving us a heart of flesh. Through repentance of our sins, and our sins come about from a stony heart, we receive the one who died on the tree for the forgiveness of our sins, and in doing so we're giving a new covenant. The Holy Spirit then is given to us, and we are then, by yielding to the Holy Spirit, able to be an obedient people that yields spiritual fruit in our lives for the kingdom of God and And we allow the Torah to be written upon our heart. But in another application, the children of Israel, when they broke the covenant at Mount Sinai, they as a community of people were exiled into the nations of the world. Let's see how breaking of the covenant is associated with exile into the nations of the world. We can see this from Leviticus in chapter 26 in verse 14 as it It is written, if you will not hearken unto me and will not do all these commandments, Leviticus 26 verse 33 says, I will scatter you among the heathen and your land shall be desolate and your cities waste. The restoration from being exiled in the nations of the world is the end of the exile in the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel and the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel is associated with bringing you to Zion. Psalm 147 in verse 2, it is written, "The Lord builds up Jerusalem." Jerusalem and Zion are synonymous terms. What is the definition of building up Jerusalem? It is the following. He gathers together the outcasts of Israel. The gathering together the outcasts of Israel is the building up of Jerusalem. The building up of Jerusalem is the building up of Zion. So the unification of the 12 tribes of Israel is associated with bringing you to Mount Zion. Isaiah, in chapter 11 and verse 12, it is written, And he shall set up an ensign, or a banner, for the nations, and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel, and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. Psalm 102 and verse 13, it speaks of, about the last generation before the Messiah setting his feet down on the Mount of Olives, that his mercy will be extended to Zion, as it is written. You will arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her, yea, the set time is come. Then it says in Psalm 102, verse 16, when the Lord builds up Zion, when he unites the twelve tribes of Israel, he will appear in his glory. Who is the one that's going to appear in his glory? It is Yeshua the Messiah. And when is he going to appear in his glory? At his second coming. What is going to happen when he returns at his second coming? Before he sets his feet down on the Mount of Olives, he is going to restore and unite the twelve tribes of Israel. The completion of the children of Israel physically coming out of Egypt was not not when they went into the promised land and crossed the Jordan. It was when they got to a particular place in the promised land. And that is Jerusalem. And that happened when King David ruled over all 12 tribes as a united kingdom from Jerusalem, which is called Zion. Second Samuel, in chapter 5, in verse 7, it is written, Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion, or Zion, the same Zion is the city of David and then in doing so in 2 Samuel in chapter 5 in verse 1 is when David ruled over all 12 tribes it says then came all the tribes of Israel to David and then in verse 3 so all the elders of Israel came to the king and then they anointed David king over Israel or over all the 12 tribes of Israel therefore we can see that what is associated with the end of the exile of the 12 tribes of Israel is that they return to the land of Israel. And when they do, the Bible speaks that the God of Israel is going to bring his people to Zion. We can see this in Jeremiah in chapter 3 in verse 14 as it is written, Turn, O backsliding children, says the Lord, for I am married unto you. I will take you one of a city and two of a family and bring you to Zion. What is bringing you to Zion? It is the unification of the 12 tribes of Israel. As we can see in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 18, in those days, the house of Judah will walk with the house of Israel and they shall come together out of the land of the north to the land that I have given for an inheritance unto your fathers. Coming to Zion is coming to Messianic times because it is in Messianic times that the Torah will go forth out of Zion or Zion and the Messiah will rule and reign on the earth from Jerusalem. In Isaiah in chapter 2 in verse 2, it is written, it will come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it and many people will go and say come and let us go to the mountain of the Lord what is the mountain of the Lord it is mount Zion to the house of the God of Jacob what's his house the temple the temple will be set up in Jerusalem during messianic times and he will teach us his ways we will walk in his paths what is that what's his ways and his paths it's following the torah for out of Leon, shall go forth the Torah and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. In the session so far, we've covered that the new covenant is a Torah-based covenant. The problem with the covenant at Mount Sinai or that which was originally given to the house of Jacob is the Torah was written upon a heart of stone. A heart of stone can't overcome the desires of the flesh, and it doesn't follow the Torah. It stops your ears. The people turn their necks. They don't want to hear. However, the new covenant is the Torah written upon a heart of flesh through the indwelling Holy Spirit, who is the teacher of the Torah. And it's the indwelling Holy Spirit or the Ruach HaKodesh that gives us the power and the encouragement and the desire to follow the Torah. The God of Israel found fault with the hearts of the people. Hebrews in chapter 8 and verse 8, he did not find fault with the Torah itself. And looking at the parable of the sower we saw the characteristic or the definition of a stony heart a stony heart will receive the word or the Torah with gladness but when Satan or Hasatan or the adversary the enemy comes to steal the word that is sown in our heart and he does that through putting circumstances in our lives that causes us to doubt the Torah or the word of God which we've heard that because you have no root to endure that because of the affliction and persecution Persecution, you become offended and you don't continue to follow or believe the Torah. Well, that's going to conclude part six of the series on the subject Yeshua from Genesis to Revelation. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.